On today's episode of Scientific Healing, you're going to hear... So that's a word you invented, right, in evolutionaries? Use the, the phrase R with a parenthesis around it, and then evolutionary. So it's revolutionary and evolutionary. And depending on the vibe you're in, sometimes it feels radical and revolutionary, and other times it's just, it's evolution, and it's always both and. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that has helped thousands of people. Discover how you can energetically attract your new clients when working as a healer or a coach at scientifichealer.com forward slash success. I've spoken to so many people that tell me they are blocked somehow. My next guest, Anne Rosehart, is an expert at unleashing your awesomeness. And I'm sure she has a special definition for that. Everyone has awesomeness. And when I see so many people feeling small and holding back, it's so surprising because my having so many Claire's skills, I can see right into them and see their awesomeness. I'm so happy to have Anne come on the show and show you some of her tips to let you unleash yours. I met Anne at Harvard, and when we met, we had an instant connection and knew almost immediately that we'd connect again. So here we are. Yes. After, and after reading her bio, I knew why. She is really a Renaissance woman with a diverse background as a, get this, skydiving instructor, triathlete, barrel racer, historian, web developer, leader of global joy retreats, laughter, yoga, laughter yoga, yogi. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Occasional raw foodist, I love that, and human potential junkie to inspire others to challenge the status quo. <laughs> Boy, that's a diverse set of things. <laughs> and Anne Rosehart is known as the joyful genius, as you can hear her laughing <laughs> before we come on, for her pioneering work in the field of human potential and applied neurophysiology over the last decade. Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> and as the creator of the revolutionary quantum play method for personal transformation and uses playful mindset playful movement deep inquiry and the energy of joy to help evolutionary leaders release their awesomeness and creative power as joyful agents of change and that's what this world needs really badly she yes. shares her clients she dares her clients to do the impossible and rise above ordinary to change the world. And with that note, welcome to the show, Anne. I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> I am so excited to be here, Anastasia. I love what you're up to in the world. And I know everyone who's listening is also up to amazing things because I could tell the energy of the people you attract. I am so thrilled to play with you all today. Oh, I know. So, you know, you've done all these amazing things, like really diverse stuff. <laughs> it's it's more <laughs> diverse than I, and I thought I was like out the out, of, <laughs> out in the outer realms, right? Because <laughs> people ask me, name something that you would um, never suspect people would think would know that you've ever did and I said yeah well I flipped houses and I did all the plumbing and electrical and <laughs> laugh right, right. <laughs> so because they think yeah. with all these books back here they think I'm this uh, you know total intellectual nerd <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the fun of the evolutionary vibe these days is so many of us are multi-passionate multi-potentialate we have you know, the pace of evolution has accelerated so much that we are living multiple lifetimes in one lifetime. So there's many of us that have diverse skill set, multiple careers, different jobs that have contributed to our wisdom and skill set that we bring. It's not a coincidence. So I love that we get to just express the fullness of who we are beyond label, beyond any particular vocation and say, hey, this is me. I, I'm interested in a lot of things and it contributes to how I show up in the world. Yes, exactly. And I like the way that you put that multiple lifetimes because we used to have, you know, the average lifespan used to be very small. Right. And now and now we're living into our 80s and 90s and beyond commonly. Like exactly. it, it it didn't happen as much. We've had more people get into their 80s than they have in in decades now. 
And even within the years, I think of my grandma or my great grandma, you know, they had one way of being their entire life. Maybe they'd have a job and maybe they'd retire <laughs> things, but us, you know, we get to go to school, we may go to college, we may go travel, we may join the Peace Corps, like we have global experiences, we have social, we are so diverse, and our next generation is even more so, you know, my kids, my son is nine, and he's already, you know, been to four countries and, and experienced all these different things, it's just accelerating how much life we get to experience in our lives, it's really fascinating. Yeah, I did the same with my kids. They traveled all over when they were little because we lived in Germany. Right. 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 So everyone has a very personal story of how they got started. So you've got you've had this this wealth of experience now and now you're helping people break through their barriers to discover mm -hmm. who they really are inside. So how did you get started with that? Yeah, so the irony is I'd, I'd had all these different life experiences, and yet my inner psychology was not one of valuing that because I didn't fit the conformist path of a person who knew their career. And by the time I was 35, I had a doctorate and blah, blah, blah. I didn't feel like I had anything to show for my wealth of, of experiences. And so from that place of not valuing or seeing the value in myself, I was depressed when I get to my early thirties, I felt like a failure and I felt like I screwed up my life and what have I got to show for it? You know? And so like everything else, most of us hit a rock bottom point from which all good things come. And so my rock bottom point was that place of wondering what the hell did I do with my life? I've really screwed up. And when a dear friend of mine was killed in an accident, suddenly, it got me really looking at what is the purpose of my life? Why am I here? What, you know, if I left today, would anyone notice? Would anyone care? What, what would I have, would I have mattered, you know? And so from that place of desperation and intensity, I wanted to know what am I here to do on the planet? And it came with an intensity. I want to know. And so I was asking every day for a good year after my son was born, especially, what am I here to be and do in the world? And this this article showed up in my in my mailbox, a magazine, um, talking about laughter. And I thought, well, that's interesting. It made a lot of sense, and I I kind of dismissed it. But my I got this intuitive nudge that said, "That's for you." I said, "Well." What do you mean that? that doesn't even make sense? You know, I'm looking for something serious here. <laughs> I want to know what I'm doing with my life. And my intuitive nudge just kept suggesting that this was my path. And of course, I denied it. I dismissed it. You know, the call to adventure and the hero's journey. No, no, that's not mine. I want something serious. Um, my marriage was falling apart at the time. My son was one and I needed a way to support myself and my son and I wanted to live in alignment with my soul's calling whatever the hell that was and I didn't know what it was and I let go of the resistance all right let me see what this laughter thing is about and I started laughing as a, a practice as a spiritual practice and it felt absurd you know I'm a, a academic I have a master's in history and the last thing that I would do is look foolish I felt like such an idiot <laughs> like there's nothing funny right <laughs> and yet what I didn't know at the time is that this physiological emotional mental practice an energetic practice of ha 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 was thinning the veil and opening up my intuitive access to the expanded realm. And, and so, so to make the long story short, I started laughing and three weeks after I started laughing as a practice, I got the vision very clearly like a movie screen that showed me, here's what you're doing with your life. If you choose to accept this, this is your mission your mission. Um, and it, I got to see a picture of myself leading retreats around the world, sharing joy, traveling, um, doing transformational travel and helping other people access the levity, the lightness of being, the frequency, the energy of joy. And I said, that's it. I, I just knew that's what I'm supposed to do. But I didn't know how. I have a degree in history. I used to work at a museum. I've done all these interesting things. I said, well, 
I don't even know where to start, but ha, 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 okay, game on, I've got my mission. So really that's where it started was using my own tool, laughter, and it's guided me to, you know, do all these things, travel the world, lead retreats, transform thousands of lives. Um, but most importantly, for me as a highly left brain cognitive analytical person who loves learning and reading and information and values intellect, it's been imperative for me to balance my brain to become a more whole brained whole being individual that has access to a broader field of intelligence beyond just the intellect and to help other people do the same. And so bottom line is it came from inquiry and desire to want to know the truth and then shifting my physiological state and my energetic and emotional state to align with this broader intelligence. So when, I, when I'm working with people, we always start with those elements. It's desire, it's inquiry, and then it's state changes so that you can access your own truth. So that's yeah. really right and so when we were talking about the difference between an evolutionary and a revolutionary mm -hmm. you're actually doing this rapid transformation work and you know what most people don't realize they're sitting here and they're being like really serious about everything like for me i work with people on their health problems and they're like mm -hmm. taking themselves so seriously but the highest frequency that we humans operate at is the frequency of joy and if they could hear what the spirits on the other side were saying and that they're joking around and they're saying these like they're like always laughing and there's like this happiness coming through and I think that they were speaking to you because you were taking yourself seriously and right and you are the you are the vessel to teach joy to people right and you know the old me that would have been completely out of the question i could never in a million years have imagined oh i'm just gonna travel and play with people i would have been mortified like what no <laughs> i thought of myself as such a serious person even though i was in well there are scientific research that shows that joy actually helps create wellness it absolutely does yeah. and i've so many examples of that now on my own path, including my own life. But yeah, that whole taking ourselves seriously, I think it's important to discern the difference between being sincere. Yes. Being serious, because we can be deeply sincere about our desire to transform or you know, bringing integrity to how we show up in the world and to our professionalism, we can be very sincere and earnest, but it doesn't mean, mean we need to bring seriousness and stress and that blending of levity and sincerity is the magic zone. Right. And all the places, like when I describe all the places where I was hurt in my life, yeah. I kind of, you know, bring it in a, a fun way. Like when I <laughs> described what my, my ex-husband was like, you know, we stayed married for 10 years because we agreed with one another. He thought it was all my fault and I thought it was all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I started scratching my said, hey, wait a minute, there's something wrong. The marriage fell apart. Exactly. <laughs> That was my story too. My, my marriage also was in that situation. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so, so now when someone comes to you, you know, I, I don't even know how you advertise. I make you joyful. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when someone comes to you, what's their real sticking thing? Like what's your typical client and, and yeah. what do they come to you for and what do you help solve for them? So I've got people in different stages. The most common people that I work with are those who are wanting to embody their soul's purpose and create a livelihood that is their version of joy, that is them having the most fun, making the greatest contribution on the planet. So I have a, a base of clients that are on that path of being conscious agents of evolution in the world. Now, in that, I also have short-term clients that come for, um, basically, we might call it healing, where there's they're just engulfed in guilt or some dense energy. And there's where we can shift their physiology and their energetic state through these practices that give them an immediate um, transformation and healing. So 
you know, typically that's a short-term thing, um, mm -hmm. laser focus. And then for those that I'm working with on a longer basis, we're really looking at how do we get your unique genius out in the world by having the most fun possible and creating space for your awesomeness. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I know what you mean about those those rapid transformations. Mm -hmm. Look, I've had people that have suffered with, you know, either headaches or anxiety or depression for years, and they come to mm -hmm. me in a very short amount of time, it's dissipated. Yeah. And then they forget what it was like. Yeah. Like yeah. it's that healing, that healing actually heals the past. It does. It yeah, it, you forget what it's like. It's as if it never existed. Exactly. And so, so a lot of people that have been through so much trauma, you can live a life in joy and happiness and, and, you know, release all of that in a, in a heartbeat. You don't have to therapize it for five years and, exactly. you know, drag your, your poor soul through all the mud and the depression and all the horrible things. <laughs> I, I opened up, my daughter found my journals in the garage and I opened up and I read a couple and I'm going, Oh, there's a lot of pain in there. I think I need to just burn them all. Exactly. I know there's, there's a whole paradigm shift in that there's less need to go back and wade through our past, we can shift the energy immediately without having to be cognitively reliving the stories. Um, just last week, in fact, I had a woman that had a, a trauma that had happened that was intense just two weeks ago, and she was physically ill. She was throwing up. She was processing. Her body was trying to process the guilt and the shame of what had happened for her. And now we already had a, a rapport. So I could really create a deep connection with her and mm -hmm. hold her in a safe space. But from there, from that safety of letting her be exactly where she was and framing it in an empowering way that wasn't, oh, this bad thing happened, which means something was wrong with you. It was, no, this intense thing happened as a way of cracking your heart open to let more light in. Mm -hmm. That first pivot in perception is the first step. And then I just want to share this with all of the listeners because it's so easy. Anybody can use it. Um, it's simply telling a laughter story where you identify what is the belief or the story, the narrative that is plaguing your mind. And in her case, it was, I'm a bad mom. I really screwed up because that was what had happened was a significant incident. And so this voice of guilt and shame, I mean, this would suck anybody down into the quicksand of darkness, right? I'm a bad mom. I screwed up. We've all been there. And so if we tell it as a laughter story, and it works best if you have a partner that you can do a dyad work and make eye contact and hold each other in this sacred space to say, I'm holding you accountable to your truth, and you're doing the same for me. And you simply make eye contact. You tell the story, I'm a bad mom, and I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> bad mom. <laughs> I'm a bad mom. <laughs> exactly. And so there's going to be the resistance that comes up. It's like, well, yeah, you are a bad mom. But if you can keep breathing through that, breathing through it, don't let the constriction suck you into the quicksand because it's, it'll try. Keep creating space in your torso through your breath. Open, 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 ha, 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 ha. It may take several minutes of letting yourself relax, but there's going to be a moment that, oh my God, that is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. And I was believing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I actually did an exercise similar to that 25 years ago when I was divorcing is that my ex had given me all these labels that I had accepted. So right. I just wrote them all down and I yep. put them in a box and then I burned them and let them, you know, the box was a present. I was giving them back to him. So I let yep. them burn and go up into the, into the atmosphere and get dissipated. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it like released me, but there is, what's interesting, there is actually a far Eastern style of 
healing or therapy that's called the laughing buddha that's just mm -hmm. like that but you don't turn and look at somebody and laugh you turn away from them so they don't get your poopy energy <laughs> <laughs> and you know you can see them you know if you look up a laughing buddha online you'll see this little buddha character with his hands turned upward like that yeah. you know, his hands turned upward his arms outstretched and you'll see him laughing like he's rolling back and forth and laughing and that that releases all of the stuff so what i tell people and you know is that healing happens from the inside out Absolutely. And illness happens from the outside in. It's true. Right? Because the illness, what's going on with the illness is that you're believing the society, your family, your school, your teachers, your friends, you're believing everybody else. And you're trying to wear those labels that aren't you. Exactly. And that's what creates the illness. And then when you start reaching into that divine piece of you and start creating from the inside out, you're coming exactly. from this place, this high frequency place of joy and laughter and happiness. Exactly. And it starts yeah. with presence even before we can get to the lightness, just presence. But mm -hmm. the other thing I was going to add is that um, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about the laughter as a physical practice is that our nervous system is really that, that physiological network that is is our energy system embodied and so when we've got trauma or stories we can clear it through practices like burning or um you know shifting the story there's a lot of things we can do but sometimes it doesn't actually clear out of the physical realm we've got the energetic the the mental and the emotional realms where we're doing work but we've got to actually clear it out of our cellular structure. And so this piece of ha, 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 it integrates all four of our systems. And then some of the latest research in psychology and in neurobiology has found that laughing and eye contact together are both powerful mechanisms of repatterning the part of our brain responsible for shame. And wow. so why I'm really passionate about the eye contact piece because shame by definition makes us feel isolated and want to withdraw and don't let anyone see me, right? Don't let anyone know that I'm, I'm really a bad person and we want to isolate. And so if we can make eye contact and hold a sacred space with a safe person, I mean, it's got to be somebody that you have trust with, but that eye contact and shared laughter works magic in repatterning those regions of the brain to clear the shame at the neurological level very, very powerfully. Um, and so that's why I share that particular practice because we can really shift our physical system as well as the energetics of shame and guilt and those dense energies that keep us trapped in, in really unhealthy dynamics. Well, yes, there's an absolute abundant set now of research that shows actually body posture, um, facial expression changes the hormones and rapidly, like mm -hmm. if you laugh or and you, you pull your shoulders back, open up the heart and have a have a really strong posture, even a Superman pose, it lowers cortisol levels at such a rate, it, mm -hmm. it drops them, drops them at such a rate, it reduces your stress almost instantly. Exactly. And when that happens, that's when healing begins. Absolutely. Because your body has base, it's bimodal. It's mm -hmm. either tearing it down or building it up. And you can't build it up when you're in stress. That's tear down mode, right? Yeah, it's a binary. So, right? It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, way to approach it. And it's fun, right? <laughs> It, it, it's so funny. I mean, we take it all so seriously and we feel like we're horrible or whatever the trigger is. And then to come out on the other side and see it for what it is as such a ridiculous lie, it gets really funny. And the whole human experience then can have some more lightness to it because a lot of being human is not light. It's very difficult. And we've got all this energy that we're clearing and it's dense and we're doing all this work of alchemy and blah, working through our challenges and our souls. Oh, blah. but it's all scientifically based. It's all got, it's all backed up. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And this is like my husband, my ex-husband would call me stupid. And that's like the funniest thing you ever heard. 
So like this know, physicist, like <laughs> right? <laughs> worked in the quantum world and I was like at the forefront of my research. I brought up two, you know, very successful children. It's like, uh, it's not compute. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to talk about some difficult cases after the break. So, right? Awesome. So I want to remind all of our listeners, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. And today my special guest is Anne Rose Hart, someone who can help you break through the barriers to show up as your true awesome selves. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into a process. So stay tuned. Hello, hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, the scientific healer, and today on Raise Your Frequency, I'm going to talk about how distance healing works, and it's from a quantum mechanical or quantum physics perspective, and how you can transcend separation to healing someone anywhere in the world. Quantum science is actually stranger than fiction. What is quantum physics? You hear all the time quantum this and quantum that. Quantum is like quantity. It means that there is a discrete, quantum is a discrete amount. It's all about the behavior of tiny particles at the atomic or the subatomic level. And they don't do what large objects do. In fact, compared to what our large objects do, <laughs> their behavior is actually very bizarre. So now if you imagine that every electron that is around every atom needs to be accounted <laughs> for from zero to infinity, what is that saying? That's saying that all um, electrons are actually able to interact with all atoms in the universe. So that means that we are all connected just by virtue of quantum physics. And the way it actually works is that until you find where the electron is, the electron exists in all space. It is actually a waveform that continues in all space. So now you have this electron that's this waveform that occupies all space or is infinite. So that means that every particle is connected to every other particle and everything is connected all the time. That means that the possibility of distance healing, in other words, me sitting here and you sitting wherever you are, that if I, if I do some energy work, like I shift your energy field or I clean your energy field up, I bring you here in front of me, I've transcended the distance and I work on you right here because this is our physical reality, right? So, um, so science actually shows you how energy healing can work at a distance. So what I've talked about today are two things. One is that we're all connected and two, quantum physics tells us that we can transcend distance in an instant. In other words, you can be here and show up over here in an instant, right? In, in, in the energy world. But what I want to tell you is that you all, because this is reality for all of us, you all can do the same things. You know that you're connected to everyone. You know that you can transcend distance and that you can heal yourself. And you can also hear your family members, your friends, your clients. Everybody has this ability to heal. And what I'd like to do is I've reserved time on my calendar to have a conversation because I'm opening up a comprehensive, full-blown healing program for you to be able to do all of this on your own. And I have, because I'm a scientist, I've created a series of protocols to be able to, for you to connect and do all of those things that I can do. I've taught other people to do this, these things like, um, processing processes and healing cancer processes and helping people have more energy, get more sleep, um, heal chronic diseases, all of these things. I've helped them actually um, do this for other people and the results are very rapid. So I'm, I'm, I have put together, I have taught little courses like this before, but this is now a more comprehensive course. And based on the results from the other courses, I have developed a brand new program. 
there's a link for scheduling an appointment for with me right there. So when you're ready to uh, work with me or to speak with me about this, I'm happy to connect with you. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for interacting with others positively and effectively. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash success to learn how to be energetically attractive to others and magnetically attract people to you. Before the break, we were, t- we were laughing with Anne Rose Hart about how you can break through your barriers. Let's dive deeper into her process. Welcome back, Anne. I'm so excited to hear more about this. Perfect. Yes. So we were going to dive into tough cases. And I think yeah. bringing in the scenario of when somebody can't laugh, because that, believe it or not, is extremely common in my world. <laughs> I do attract people who are drawn to laughter, but there's you know, a vast number of people who don't resonate with ha 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 ha, like that's insane. They're, they're in such a dense energy that they can't even access a desire to play in that space. So um, that brings me to one of my favorite clients simply because of the massive transformation that he's experienced. Um, when he came to me, he had suffered a intense blow to his confidence, having lost his business, his reputation, uh, extreme um, tragic situation, and from all of the stress that gave him a heart attack, so then he's in the hospital. So he was really at this low rock bottom place in his life. And from there, you know, we started with ha 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 ha, and he just couldn't access it. There wasn't even a desire to want to. And so this is one of the places where that power tool, we we don't have access to that in our toolbox right now or we didn't at the time. And so this is where coming back to that desire, the inquiry, and then the physiology that's not laughter, but it's postural, as we were talking about, coming back to those practices were what allowed him to open up to allow his awesomeness to start to embody in his cells, to get his confidence back, to get his self-image restored and integrate the fragmented parts of himself so that he could move forward. So the way that I approached this was, again, painting a picture of what I could see, just like you have the gift of seeing. You know, when we can see what's possible for our clients, it's so powerful to paint that picture so vividly, so clearly, so consistently that they could step into it and we hold the vision for them until they could see it themselves. So that was my first um, approach was continuing to paint the picture, paint the picture and helping him paint the picture of what is his vision? What is his vision and keep pulling it out of him. And then going to the inquiry, which is the powerful questions. What, would it take for me to fully embody that vision? And a lot of what I do is past tense visioning, where we warp time, we step into the imagined future, and imagine that you're already living your most awesome life, whatever that is for you, professionally, personally, health-wise, um, financially. What is it to be on the other side of your block where, oh my God, my life is awesome! <gasps> and can you feel that. And often we can imagine what it feels like before we can see any specifics. And so we practice feeling that and then reverse engineering the question because our mind is a problem solving machine. So we just give it the the right Mm -hmm. questions. So the questions we would be asking is, I wonder why it was so easy for my business to feel like this. (laughs) <laughs> and laughing because the mind is like, well, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how to get there from here. And we're warping time time. So the mind doesn't know what to do. So we would start with, I wonder why it was so easy for my health to feel amazing. I wonder why it was so easy for my business to be thriving. I wonder why it was so easy to bring in the team and the support that I needed. I wonder why it was so easy to re re, um, vitalize my marriage. I wonder why it was so easy to connect with my truth. And these questions planted in the mind start bringing in the questions and the breadcrumbs on the trail. And then thirdly, um, beyond vision and inquiry, we played with posture. 
and noticing where he was embodying that defeated posture with his shoulders slumped and his head down and what it felt like if he was already living his awesome life, how his spine became more erect, how he held his torso differently, how his gaze and his shoulders. Were yeah, just hold on. It's just uh, there's an overload. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we, we just started having him shift his posture and ask powerful questions. And from that, he was at rock bottom, having just had a heart attack. His marriage was about to, he didn't know if he was getting divorced. Right. right there on the verge where it could have ended up in divorce any minute. Um, his health was terrible. He had no business. He just felt like the biggest failure. He had no confidence. And that was exactly 12 months ago. And he's just passed a million dollars in revenue in his business this year because of these practices that we've built on over the course of a year. And he feels really confident again. We've got his marriage back on track. Um, I've worked with both of them using these practices. Um, but most importantly, he's enjoying his life and taking vacations and taking time off to enjoy what he's doing. And really rebuilding himself as a whole person, not one who is defined by money, defined by success, defined by anything external. He's come back to his awesomeness, really, and created space for that. So that's kind of the one, two, three. Yeah, that's a that's a really beautiful picture. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I come across people just like you who can't even look when you say what would your life to look like they have they can't even articulate that yes. and by taking those little bitty steps which is what you know i i have different tools and i have them do the tools and i watch the breakthroughs every day but wow. just taking those little steps and just say just trust me just do it just cut your cords every morning. Just do it. Cut them, cut them, cut them, cut them. And uh, imagine all of the stuff that's bothering you just dropping down into the earth and let the earth take it away. And mm -hmm. that's just like, you know, stand. And I also have them stand up straight with their shoulders back. And that changes their, their physiology so rapidly. And I tell them to take a nice deep breath and smile. <laughs> but now I'll tell them to laugh. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't have to have a reason to laugh. Just laugh, right? And you don't have to laugh wholeheartedly. You can just go, ha, ha, ha. Totally. I always tell people it's the most powerful pattern interrupt for those stories in our brain just to say, ha, 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 especially if there's a story going like, I don't know what I'm doing. Ha, 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 ha. And what it does is it interrupts your brain from going into a story of disempowerment and it brings your awareness back to your prefrontal cortex where you can access better questions. So you just interrupt the story. Well, that sucks. Ha, ha, ha. Well, I didn't see that coming. Ha, ha, ha. And this just happened. Ha, ha, ha. And it doesn't feel like hearty laughter, but it's a pattern interrupt for the circuitry in your brain that yes. gets you through cracks. Well, so that's how that's how pain management works. You just right. you just input three inputs to your brain. You count, you focus, and you breathe. Three inputs, no more pain. Right. right. And it brings you into the moment. And as soon as you're in the moment, you're not thinking about what happened in the past, what's going to happen in the future. You're just like, okay, I'm doing this right now, this second. Am I okay right now, this second? Yes. Right? Yes, and we always are, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so those are, those are some awesome tips for people is just to get yourself back in the moment. And if you can't imagine the big future, just get your, your, just get your posture right. You know, stand up straight, shoulders back, let the energy flow up and down, take some deep breaths uh, and laugh. <laughs> right. Even if we can't access a vision, we know how we want to feel. In our imagined future, it's all a feeling. That's all it is, is learning how to create our life by feel. And so we've got to practice feeling, oh, I feel spacious, I feel relaxed, I feel calm. And then once we create that physiological and mental state, now we've created space for our highest possibilities to start to take shape. And like I said, I had to ask that question for a year. What is my gift? What's my purpose? I want to know what I'm doing before. Ha ha ha. I laughed for three weeks and suddenly it came crystal clear um, because of the intensity of my asking and the repetitiveness of my ha 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 to shift my state. <laughs> 
Right. So, so here you were, you were in a place where you were completely depressed, even though you were very accomplished. This, and this is, this happens to a lot of people, especially women. Right. You know, they were very accomplished, you know, here, uh, I'm much the same way here. I had a, you know, a doctorate and something really tough to get a doctorate in. And I was really successful as a scientist. And yet, you know, I, I said I could do, I could do business really well. I could be, you know, I could be out in the world as a worker. I had really great relationships. I just couldn't get that relationship to work. And I felt like a total failure and was very depressed about it. Right. So you are in the same shoes and you got yourself. So now you've got this business going and mm -hmm. most businesses, 95% of them fail in the first five years. So what keeps you going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What makes you different from other people with your, you know, with your skill set? Yeah. Well, it comes back to the word I'm going to use is awesomeness because it's the word I use, but it is what I would call that spark or that God seed within you, within me, within each of us. And honestly, that is what has driven me and kept me going unstoppably since that moment. Because when I was in that space where I was desperately asking, what is my gift? What is my purpose? What am I here to do? And then I laughed and because I was very relaxed after laughing, I got the vision and the vision showed me so clearly, huh, traveling, laughing, playing with people. What it was was more than a vision. It was a lightning bolt inside of me. And it brought something alive that was this spark of aliveness that some people call passion, some people call enthusiasm. For me, it felt deeper than that. It was oh, aliveness, that. And it just came from an image. But because that aliveness is something I cultivate every day, practicing, mm -hmm. reconnecting with that aliveness, that is the fuel that drives everything. Because I know that is truth. That is not just me and an egoic sense of I want to succeed. This is divine intelligence working through me. And I trust that. And where other people can access that sense of infinite intelligence in their own nervous system, in their own body, it's the fuel that lets you move mountains. It's the fuel that lets you do anything. But what happens with business, especially for, um, healers or coaches or people who want to make a difference, the human habits of nervous system suppression drown out the spark and we buy into the human story that it's hard or we're not enough or money is hard or you know all these different things that dim our light and that is not where our our really um most powerful impact can come from we've got to be able to hold space for that as our humanness and connect with the infinite intelligence that is really this and know that we're vessels for that and if you yes. don't have your, your mind so right and you mentioned healers and coaches and a lot of them don't even know how to run a business no, right yeah and so you must have learned some business skills along the way I did yeah and it was you know that's in itself it's its own journey because what mm -hmm. is just offering something that other people find valuable and I'm putting a price tag on it. It's not so that's a, it's all, it's very simple. If you have a checkbook, yeah. you have a business. <laughs> right. But what I find really interesting, what my journey included was looking to business trainings and coaches and models and mentors outside of myself, believing that I needed to learn all of those skills, which at some level was true. However, I got a little bit out of balance in looking outside of myself for answers and my business wasn't growing until I could come back to myself and say, you know what, this is really not hard. It's just, how can I help you and put a price tag on it? No, it's really simple. What form do I want that to be? And I don't need to look outside myself for answers. What I see happening with so many people the same journey I was on is you believe in order to be in business, you have to you know, look outside yourself to all these people who quote made it. And because they're successful in quotes, 
you have to do it their way. And that will be the biggest way to kill your business dead in the water is believing you have to do it like somebody else. Well, and, and on top of that, a lot of people don't understand the flow of energy, a lot of business people, and they will choose ways to market that are not not congruent with most of us. You know, we, we, you know, healers have a lot of integrity. They are helping people and they feel that that's a block to helping people, that it's a dishonest way to do Mm -hmm. it. And um, I've heard many healers talk about NLP, like it's a bad word, but there's, there's pieces of NLP that are really good. Like the way you can connect with people, Um, you know, with eye contact, like you mentioned, connect with eye contact and, you know, come down and speak to them and meet them where they're at, which is really good, you know, really good social practice. And that's in the same realm of NLP, but it's that manipulative language, that hypnotic language that gets, you know, that gets a lot of healers like upset. I watched a hypnotist at a meeting and all the people that were energetic and healer types and, you know, empathic and all of that, you could see them sinking into their seats and feeling more and more depleted where all the people that were susceptible to it jumped up and bought his $3,000 product. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really amazing. You could just see it was a complete dichotomy. And so the people that are the healers are not like wanting that. So that's just a reminder if you're going to get into business that you need to find somebody that's like you that will help guide you. Right. Yes. To look at how does this person live their life? What is mm-hmm. how they show up in the world and go, do I want to be like them? And if mm-hmm. not, not buy their program, find somebody who does because exactly it's got to be resonance. And there's a way for you to do it authentically for you. That is not going to look like anybody else on the planet. Nobody does business the way that you are going to do business. So you've got to find somebody who will help you tune into yourself and learn the skills you need, but make them your own instead of feeling like you have to learn a particular process or model or copycat. Cause it's not going to work. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's not going to work. <laughs> you have to use your, your right brain, not your left brain. Right. Which means trusting yourself. Which and means, your heart. Just trust yeah. your heart. Open up. It means having these daily practices of deeply connecting with what your truth and your awesomeness feels like. Because only you know what it feels like. There's a resonance inside of you mm-hmm. that feels alive. And mm-hmm. that you can trust. That is what's going to guide you every step of the way to learn the skills you need, to find the mentors you want, to find the support, the resources you need. Your resonance, that joy compass inside of you is never wrong. It will always guide you. But unless you have a daily practice of asking with desire, inquiry, and state shifts of your body to allow it to guide you, you're going to be in your head, you know, chasing. Yeah, it's, it's a really simple triad, right? Desire and inquiry. I always say that all of my healing depends on asking the right questions. Yes. Right. And I'm asking spirit the right questions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking, so what do I do next to, you know, what's, what's the process that this person needs to go through and connecting okay. with them. Right. So it's always the question, desire question, and then state change. Mm-hmm. How perfect is that? just such such a simple formula so you have a free gift on your website called unleash your joyful genius seven day challenge so tell us just a little about that sure okay so it's at joyfulgeniuschallenge.com and this is a way of looking at what i call the abcs of awesomeness the alignment the beingness and the contribution that are going to bring out the best of you and so there's some reflection questions in the in the challenge and then there's a seven day game board for you to go through these processes that are outlined there and create a seven day game for yourself to say okay over the course of seven days here's how i'm going to play with the abcs and do an experiment what shifts for you what opens up for you what manifests for you what happens in your world when for seven days you focus on things and unleash that part of you Um, and depending on where you are in the process you know you may have uh, miracles manifesting or you may just have what feels like baby steps but things will open up for you 
Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So the website again is? That one is at joyfulgeniuschallenge.com. That will be in the show notes, so people will be able to find it by clicking on the, you know, they'll be able to click a link right there. Exactly. And by the time uh, this show actually airs, my full website, well, the new one will be up, and that's Anne Rose Hart, A-N-N-E, RoseHart.com. And yeah, the Hart is H-A-R-T, right? Absolutely, H-A-R-T. And so at that website, there will be a new gift, too, that It'll be fun to see. Oh, so they'll get two <laughs> gifts for the price of one. <laughs> that would be a surprise. What, what's, what, what I'm excited about is the Joyful Genius Challenge gives you some, a structure. But the, the heart of quantum play, which is the modality that I've created that integrates this movement of playfulness and laughter into our, our three steps, um, that has more video interactive elements so that's going to be the new gift on the ann rose heart website so be sure to check that um it should be up by the time this interview airs oh, absolutely it'll be absolutely there and that will also be in the show notes and i'll be of course checking it before i before i put it up okay. and I'll, you know so people will will know these are these two two places so thank you so much for coming on the show it was completely delightful and i love your process and i'm sure more people will start <laughs> laughing <laughs> about you know they're in a difficult spot just laugh people <laughs> well that happened ha ha <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it creates space between our observer and the story we want to make about it and the more right. space so the laughter is coming from the inside Right. Exactly. That, that joyful place and everybody has that piece of the joy the you know the divine that's joyful inside of us yeah. we've right. got to want to connect though and ha 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 is your it's like raising your hand saying i'll have that please even if you don't feel joyful ha 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 is you just raising your hand to the universe saying i would like to feel better ha 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 <laughs> and it's okay to start where you are it's all perfect <laughs> it's a great process so <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful guest, Anne Rose Hart. You can find her at annroseheart.com. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and download your 11-minute Wake Up Your Brain audio that gets you jump-started in the beginning of the day. And I know some of you help or heal others intuitively or energetically and are ready to take your gift to create a huge impact. That's what I'm all about. I want you to join me and get you far beyond where you are now. I invite you into a conversation. I reserve time on my calendar. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Until next time. <laughs>